Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And you all have the luxury of listening to us talk about Hurricane Heist on this episode. Lucky you. Yeah. Uh, at least you're lucky in the sense that maybe you haven't watched it and we had to watch it. I mean, we did it to ourselves, but... We did. I mean, it was it's really all your fault, right? <laughs> you know this. Yes. You can't send me a text and say, I saw the trailer for the worst movie possible, and then expect us not to go see it. Right. Uh, thank, thank God for Movie Pass. So we did not have to pay anything to see this movie. Well, uh, it was a free movie. Sunk cost. Sunk cost. Right. Yes, that has already been used. As if anybody needs an explainer on what could possibly be the plot of a movie called Hurricane Heist. I'll give it to you. Thieves attempt a massive heist against the U.S. Treasury as a Category 5 hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. Director. The, oh, boy. So Rob Cohen is the director. I knew some of these. I think we talked about them on the preview. I didn't go fully in depth. This is this is rough, very rough. The Fast and the Furious. So not to be confused with Fast and Furious, right? Because those are two different movies, right? Okay. Triple X, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That is the one with Brendan Fraser and Jet Li. In mm-hmm. case you're curious, The Boy Next Door, Dragonheart, Daylight. Going back to Sly. To Sly, yeah. Uh, Alex Cross. Oh. Stealth. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, and the skulls. So he is some box office success with Triple X. Yeah, he's uh, they're canned popcorn movies that uh, bring in some. What else some besides Triple X? The Mummy. Oh, with Brendan Fraser and Jet Li. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you bring in Jet Li. I, I guarantee you that made a bunch of money. Oh, there's no way. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it made there's a bunch no of money. Way that made a bunch of movie. Bunch of money, not movie. I'm uh I'm, I'm gonna look that you, up. You look that up. I'll keep talking. The cast has Toby Kebble. I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. He's Doctor Doom in the latest Fantastic Four. That's literally the only thing I can remember him being in. I think he's no, oh, he's in some Black Mirror. Now that I think about it, but yeah, Doctor Doom is who I okay. referenced in that. And as then well. Maggie Grace, who is Shannon from Lost, um, and Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken. And then I don't know the guy's name. He plays Chris Finch in the British version of The Office, but he's also the dad in The Witch, if you ever saw that in the last few years. That's what he was from. Yeah. He's That's got a really was... distinct voice. The guy yeah. should do voice work left and right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did you find the money? I forgot which mummy oh, movie it was. Dragon Emperor. Dragon Emperor. I don't know why I don't have that. I don't think it's... Know. I don't think it's going to matter. This guy sucks, and Hurricane Heist <laughs> sucks, so I'm not sure why you're looking up to see how much money this guy made. Production budget of $145 million. There's no way it made that back. I will bet you $1,000 right now. If we you're, count you're domestic. Because re- domestic. if it goes over to China, I mean, Jet Li can probably... Well, yeah, that's why you bring in Jet Li. <laughs> so domestic was $102 million. Ooh, that was a lot more than what I thought. And then foreign, add another $300 oh, million. Yeah, right. Because Jet Li. Because yeah, like half the population of China will watch Jet Li movies. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's going to make a lot of money. Ugh. It's so bad. That's a terrible filmography. I don't know. I didn't say they're good movies. There's there's no good movies in there, but they're definitely (laughs) there's definitely ones that people go to. We've always said box office doesn't mean it's good. It's true. Yeah. 
I don't even know where to start with this movie. Well, we can start with the the actual plot of who our main character is, and she's driving trucks oh, full of she's money. She's the main character. She's yes, she's the main character. Versus Toby's badass meteorologist. All right. Well, okay. Let's back up. Let's start with him. So it, it opens the the scene with a flashback of 1992, Hurricane yeah. Andrew, Andrew mm-hmm. where his dad's killed in the hurricane. Yeah. Okay. Very stupidly. So, 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 yes. so him and his brother survive. Breeze. In the, in, Breeze is his brother. And That's Bree- his name. Breeze. Breeze Rutledge. Of course, of course it is. It's a hurricane. Why not? Yeah. Will Rutledge and Breeze Rutledge. Okay. So their dad dies in the hurricane, and uh, he sees this skull in mm-hmm. the in the clouds. Yeah. And what would have made this a lot better is had he woken up from that. And so you can connect that this is yeah. the same guy and that the skull wasn't really there, but that's how he perceives it as a kid. Right. You know, that, that's an easy way to, to do that. Yeah. And then you can introduce yourself to that character that way. You know, that, and that's that's how he sees it. Right. This, this skull in the clouds. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's interesting. I mean, that got groans from me out loud right away. I was like, <laughs> oh, what? Right. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool if we put a skull in there. And it's like, but then they just do, oh, you know, 30 years in the future. Yeah. And so I was like, wait. Yeah. On. And honestly, they they don't. Your way would have been perfect because they didn't give you a good way to know which brother is which for a little while. Right. The first one you see is Will, which is Toby, Kebble, or whatever. But you don't know whether he was the younger brother or the older brother. Because one of the, the two brothers, are one of them is blaming the other for their dad dying, of course, because I forget why. It's not important. Yeah, it was but, all your fault. Yeah. For us being out here for something. Right. I forget what it was. They probably referenced it. I don't know. They were practicing football plays or something. Because yeah. that keeps coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it was to me, it was weird that the younger brother kept doing that to the older brother. Yeah. It, and I was like, usually it's the older brother saying, right. it's your fault, it's your fault type of thing. And then the, the younger one taking it. It was just a weird that he was saying it to the older brother that it's your fault Yeah, uh, in, when they were kids. Right. And so that, that yeah. they're in the car and they're saying, that's weird that they're doing it that way. Right. But they found a blonde kid and a, <laughs> and a brunette kid. So they had to keep it that way. Yeah. And kid actors are terrible. Let's yeah. Just... Uh, yeah. But the, I will say the adult actors in this movie were not good either. <laughs> so, so yeah. So there's your main character. Okay. Um, and then we, we go. So th- that was, that a was a co-main flashback. Character. A co-main character, if you will. And what's her name in this movie? Mm, don't know. Okay, so I don't we'll know. just call her Maggie Grace. Okay, so is. Maggie. Yeah, so Maggie's driving. It's Casey. I just remembered it. Casey. Yeah, right back. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so so Casey is she's a tr- a semi truck driver uh, for the ATF. Okay, uh, and then she's carrying six hundred million dollars in her in her truck. Did we question why the ATF is driving the mint stuff around? I did in in my head. I was like, why is she part of the ATF and she's driving? So they're driving $600 million to a shredding facility. Right. So they're going to shred all this old money. Yep. And And where where again is this shred facility? The shred facility is in Gulfport, Alabama. Gulfport, Alabama. A a city that has one shopping mall. Right. But apparently we've got a big mint there that we shred shred money in. Shred money in. And so we're, we're driving to the mint. To put the money in a vault that the bad guys want to steal and get the codes out of the vault. Yep. The bad guy is actually in the semi with her. He's her teammate. He's her teammate. You didn't know he was going bad. We did not know. No, of course. When you cast him, you know. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. uh, He's sitting next to her in the semi. And he could have literally pulled a gun on her right there, turned the truck around, and stole $600 million. And I think one of the trucks had like a Gatlin gun in the back. It's never used in the movie, but they showed it at one point, I thought. Is that in the truck? I don't know. No. But they have the money already. Right. 
yeah. which which is the problem right. is they have, they already have the money and it's so much easier than trying to find these codes to get into the vault. Yeah. He, he's in the truck. It's just him and the girl. Right. All he has to and she's driving. Yeah. So it's not like he couldn't just pull a gun on her. Right. And boom, movie over. Yeah. So that's beside the point. So she so they take the money to this facility to to shred. And the local police evacuate the town because in 1992 they didn't want to be caught with their you know, their pants down yeah. again and people, you know, get flooded out of their house and whatnot. So they evacuate the city. Mm-hmm. But this, this cop has been devising a plan since 1992 to rob this mint. But all he was waiting for was this hurricane. Yep, Got to have cover. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So your cover is this hurricane that could not happen for another 20 years. Right. And to your point, instead of taking the money from the truck before it gets to the mint, they wait for it to go into the mint into the vault and then wait for a hurricane like the logistics of that <laughs> are so stupid it's so so stupid and so not only is you have a bad sheriff but he convinced his entire police force yeah. to, to rob the mint right which is which is a twist which i, I apologize spoiler alert no that was a twist <laughs> yeah it, god it, it it doesn't make any logical sense at all and the thing about this movie is that the storm comes and goes to benefit the uh the plot oh and yeah so all of a yeah. sudden big huge winds come and, and and take away the bad guys and then subside for the good guys to run across town right you know it's like wait a second it just took the whole entire truck away yeah it's okay for them to run around outside right I, and i like how the blurb says it's a category five hurricane but if you listen to dr badass meteorologist we've never seen anything like this before they're making new categories for these things yeah i mean it's it's he and he's the only one that knows it he's talking to weather command back in dc <laughs> and he's telling him he can smell it he says he knows he, it's going to be a bad one well and they they do trust him because they gave him the tumbler the, god the, batmobile. the dominator <laughs> the dominator yeah the weather guy has a batmobile <laughs> and everybody acts like this is perfectly normal they all do Gary Lezak out there. It's the mind-boggling. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. So, and he keeps calling it the Dominator, and it just gets worse every time he says it. Truly, if you ever watch this movie, count how many times because I'd like to know because <laughs> yeah. they truly say Dominator. Yeah, minimum fifteen times. That, this thing was the selling point of the movie. I mean, oh, yeah. they showed it in the trailer. If you and... can sell toys with Dominators. You know, <laughs> every kid's gonna want a Dominator. <laughs> oh my god! If I ever see a kid with a Dominator toy, I'm gonna <laughs> take it from him and throw it across the street. That'd be ridiculous. So the Dominator is this, this truck that can apparently withstand hurricanes. And right. So it's it's not even a truck. It, it truly looks like the Tumbler in yeah. the in the Dark Knight. Yeah. And it's uh just loaded, stacked yeah. with satellite surveillance and right winches and stakes that go in the ground that can hold it into the ground. Yeah. It's bad. It's so bad. And I have to talk about my favorite part of the movie. So my favorite part of the movie <laughs> is they have this plan. They're in a mall. They have this plan that if the barometric pressure gets to a certain point uh, when the hurricane comes, that they all they have to do is shoot the glass in the ceiling and all the bad guys get sucked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is their plan. So they harness themselves into these these wire contraptions. It looked like a climbing harness from Cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Like the and then they're attached to. I didn't see what they were attached so to. The, the, something. So they attach their cords to something. Right in the in, building. In inside, and so when their plan works. Their cords are so long, will they get sucked out too? But right. now they're up into, they fly through the glass, yeah. you know, ceiling. And so they're... They're human wind socks. They're, they're in this 
cataclysmic hurricane flopping around like a windsock on the end of a rope. And that their and their plan worked. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was the right. plan. It's like all you had to do is make the cord shorter. Right. And everything would have been fine. Like, okay, we didn't get sucked out, but the right. bad guys did. Yeah. But they themselves got sucked out, but yet we're just tethered by this cord out there right. like this freaking kite. And then I love that this was the plan that they cooked up to save his brother because they were doing like a <laughs> hostage trade and the brother wasn't strapped in. No, the brother No. <laughs> But apparently he was able to get to a place where the wind was not sucking him up and out of the area. I actually thought what was going to happen is he was going to get sucked up and then the brother was going to grab him, him on the hand and I was going to lose it at that point. But thankfully they didn't even go that way. So they at least realized that that might have been too ridiculous. But again, they're able to withstand their bodies flapping around in the 600 mile an hour wind and then pull themselves back down via the rope into the mall again. Well, well somehow the wind slows down and so they get back right. in the mall somehow. And yes. then, oh, it's all gone and we can unhook ourselves. Yeah. It's like that. And the other little subtle thing I loved before that is, so when they're little, they talk about these football plays. God, <laughs> I don't remember what the football play is. That play is mentioned five times in the movie, but it's always done in a context of that automatically means that they know what each other's talking about right. and nobody else does. It doesn't matter what the play is. Like Apparently, I remember you and I thinking like, they say it's a flea flicker. Yeah, when they're kids, they yeah. they call this in the in the truck at the beginning. They call this play. They your, their dad goes, "Oh, study your football plays." Yeah, and they call it's it Alabama. A, we play football. We play football down here. Study your plays, and they, yeah. they, they call this Red, Red Dog Omaha something rather. Yes, and they go, "Oh, it's a flea flicker." Right. And I was like, "Okay, so how, when are we going to use this flea flicker? Right. You don't just bring it up." So we <laughs> know from, <laughs> that they're going to use this somehow. But then they keep bringing uh, it up in the movie. And it's never a flea flicker. No. I don't even think they know what a flea flicker is. No. But I like that it's so nebulous that they can say it to each other at any point in time, in any situation. And it has a totally different meaning, but they know what that meaning is. But they know right? what it is. Like, it's so ridiculous. They say it in the mall to each other. And that's <laughs> that somehow means I'm going to blow up the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. suck out the hurricane, right. and you go grab something. Right. Because that's a flea flicker. But then later in yes. the movie, when they're trying to get away and they're driving semis and trying to stop the bad guy, they say it again over the CB. And that means you pull in front of the bad guy, each of you, and slow him down to get caught into the hurricane. Because that's a flea flicker. Yeah. But everything works. You just, <laughs> if you need to know what each other's thinking, you just say that and we got it. What should we do? You know, Red Dog Omaha. Uh, you know, this is like, wait. They, oh, I got it. And so yep. that, <laughs> and they know. <laughs> and they know. It's that you know, brotherly that, connection. You just can't explain. It's true. It's oh, true. my God. It was so bad. So the escape plan is to wait for the eye of the hurricane. Right. Which will pass exactly over this, uh, mm-hmm. they know. this mint facility. So they you, know. So you know when this is coming. You're just 40 miles wide, apparently, but you, you are in the path of the hurricane. Right. It's a good thing it didn't change course or if it was on a direct, you know, because you planned <laughs> right. all this out and yeah. you get here and then you're just stuck in a hurricane. You can't right. get out. So you're driving in the eye of a hurricane, which there, there's no storm in the eye of a hurricane. It just looks like regular day. Mm-hmm. They all get out, and they're in the eye of the hurricane, and you see the hurricane behind them mm-hmm. destroying houses. Well, the eye of a hurricane is a circle. Right. So it would have had to have destroyed those houses prior to getting into the eye of the hurricane. Right. And so you don't see any destruction path right. of this hurricane as they're driving through it, which is, which is funny. But then you see... At the very end, when the the bad guys get get sucked up into the the wall mm-hmm. of the hurricane, you, you see a little glimpse of the devil face or the skull face again. Yeah, he sees it in like the side mirror. I think and the side mirror is like, well, that was just thrown in there. Yeah, it should have been. If you wanted to use that skull face, right? Use it at a point where you feel in peril. You know, <laughs> right. uh, of, of the main character is, oh, I have to get my brother, but there's the. 
I see the skull and it may be me or maybe my brother or right. something. Yeah. Not just, oh, it's in the rear view mirror, you know, <laughs> right. as the movie's ending. Right. Well, yeah, and going to the circle thing, they're driving in the eye of the storm. They're planned to stop the, the last trucks. They've overtaken two trucks, right? They did the whole thing in every action movie where you drive the car up, you jump off onto the truck and you kick the guys the out. Yep. And so they've now, there was three trucks. They've commandeered two of them. And the football play is to pull in front of the one bad guy's truck and slow down to the point where he gets sucked up in the wall of the hurricane. Of the hurricane, yeah. And that happens, of course. Magically, as his, as his truck is sucked up in there, the cargo piece of the tractor trailer is sucked off first and ripped up into the storm, but then thrown forward and lands on the cabin piece as he's driving, and that's how he dies. <laughs> as that's happening, I mean, so we're talking about the distance between semi-trucks. I mean, they're right next to each other, right? Because they're slowing right. him down. So somehow the one truck is sucked up with the bad guy. The two guys' trucks, they're all good. Even worse, as soon as that happens, they just keep on driving down the highway into the sunset. Like they're like the uh, the whole hurricane just stopped. Well, the second truck have to, had to get sucked up, and they had to jump across. Uh, sure. But my point is, like again, to your <laughs> point about the circle being an eye, like, yeah. you'd have to keep driving as far inland for the whole hurricane to just fall apart. But no, they just drive off into the sunset like there's nothing that happened. The whole hurricane was... It was like they were treating the hurricane like it was a tsunami coming. Like, oh, we can outrun it. It's just it, behind us. No, it's all around you. The yeah. hurricane is everywhere. Well, it dissipated at once the trucks were eliminated i'm sure they could have dr will rutledge could have given us some meteorologist (laughs) explanation for that or at least address it of oh it looks like the hurricane is starting to die down you know (laughs) something you know and then right we'll take this to mexico maybe he was useless without the dominator that's true maybe it was the dominator that had all the the knowledge this was such a throwback to like 90s movies where the the main character would have this really obscure job at least in this movie they didn't try to make him out to be a badass like he's not all of a sudden van damme who's a meteorologist who can fight right. although the meteorologist knows how to throw hubcaps in a hurricane to the point that they <laughs> act like ninja stars where he knows exactly where they're going he was taking hubcaps off the car and winging it out into the middle of the road where all this wind is blowing and it was curving perfectly and like wedging into the chest of the bad guy yes it was well because remarkable. he understands wind yeah currents. physics physics yes. I mean, basically, Gary Lezak is the most dangerous man <laughs> in town. Be. Only if during a hurricane, yeah. you know, if, if Gary comes after you, you watch out. It was so perfectly 90s, though. I mean, this would have been great in, like, 92. or It still would have been cheesy. But the 90s early action movies had a, this knack of taking really weird roles, like Van Damme in Sudden Death would be, like, a paramedic or something. But he was a badass paramedic, and Casey Ryback was just a cook. You know, things like that. And this felt like that. But at least they didn't make him a badass in this movie. They left all the fighting to maggie because she was a trained person yeah at least they didn't say i thought he was just a meteorologist well i found his full file <laughs> yeah. and he was right. actually you yeah. know maybe seal or tours <laughs> overseas <laughs> the congressional medal of... <laughs> jesus right he was a weatherman in iraq <laughs> i mean just weird yeah at least they did not do that it did really stand out to me though some of the sets were like really flimsy the office where the mint was supposed to be looked like it was filmed in a tractor trailer not a tractor trailer but like a trailer where like a double wide with really bad carpet on the floor and doors that are flimsy and then there's a scene where they have a shootout in i think it's supposed to be like a nursery like a where you go yeah. by you know plants plants and stuff and but it was the size of a room it was so embarrassing like when they come in with guns drawn they do the overhead shot where you can see people on both sides and they're like five feet apart from each other because they knew they were going to flood it and again, what's funny about the hurricane is that it floods that nursery, yet 
only the bad guys are affected. Yeah. And the good guys get to walk out the back door. Yeah. You know, some somehow it, it works out that way. It's so stupid. Just it, it's not even in where we're. we're enjoying recapping it right now but it was not even a funny bad no, movie it's not a funny bad movie it's it's something that yeah we're we're having to talk about now but we saw it and we talked for like one minute after the movie and normally if it's a movie like that we'll stand around talk or text or whatever and be laughing about it and i didn't even really want to talk about this i didn't want to write about it when i was trying to write something for letterbox i was just like god this just sucked it's not funny it, it wasn't good wasn't funny yeah his accent was, oh my god so dr doom I, I and i don't know if i've ever heard him actually speak uh outside uh, yeah. of a movie like in life i don't know what it is what he, right but, but this was i feel like he was making fun of people in alabama with his accent it um, was so it's it easy to do <laughs> it was so thick yeah but, and just cartoonish i don't even know if it was thick it was just terrible it was just cartoonish yeah it was a horribly bad accent and he talked a lot yeah. And because the other brother kind of talked like that, but it wasn't as bad. No. Ugh. Yeah. The accent was. It was so stereotypical that he, <laughs> he's just trying to lay it on so thick. It was so bad. I actually thought afterwards to myself when I was trying to figure out a rating for this, I would have probably given it a half star more if I watched it on closed caption. <laughs> that the, the the accent is that bad. It was so grating that if I, I never heard his voice, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a half star off just because his accent was miserable. Oh, it was so bad. It, yeah. it was it was comical. Yes, you know it, it was. I mean, I would want something like that out of uh, out of my action stars in a movie like this. Yeah. You know, you, 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 I mean, I feel like it did add to if that's what you're going for. Right. You know, it's so, so bad. Right. Uh, but the, it, the other thing that you and I talked about was <laughs> they. Uh, you know, there's always a crew, right? You know, the bad guy always, once he gets control of the building, brings in his crew. Or to get control of the building, he brings in his crew. And of course, in this, there's a uh, some hackers, <laughs> right? They know how to hack. <laughs> there's something that goes wrong with the IT systems at the at the Mint, and so they call in consultants or whatever. Something, and they, the two people that show up are a guy in a suit who's got a neck tat out of his top of his suit, and his hands are covered in tattoos, and a female partner in a cocktail dress. Yeah, I've, and nobody thinks this is odd. It, it's so weird. The, the, again, the tech support. She's wearing a cocktail dress. She's the yeah. one that stood out. Like, why is she dressed like yeah. that? And I, I felt like she actually changed dresses at some point into another dress. I could be completely wrong on that, but yeah, especially if you know that one a hurricane's coming and you're a part of a team that needs to escape in a heist vehicle or whatever's going on. Like, it's not. It, it's it like stupid, has, and it's it doesn't fit an IT person going to do tech support, and it certainly is not tactical enough to. It's like a, a sequence heist. on there and like shiny. And it's like, right, it's why? It's so bad. I don't understand. Well, they, well, to, to give away the plot, uh, they, they're the ones who shut down the shredder right. uh, remotely. And then they had to come in. So they gave them access. Right. And so they came in and to fix the shredder. Yep. So the, 90, the 600 million wouldn't get destroyed <laughs> before they stole it. Yep. Even though they had it already in their truck. And the stupid PG-13 rating stopped us from getting somebody actually thrown into the shredder. Yep. Yeah, they almost did. They threatened yeah, it. they threatened it. Well, and I laughed too. So when they first take over the treasury or the mint, they use darts they to use tranquilize everybody. Tr tranquilize darts. And I immediately thought like, oh, they're they're just doing this because it's PG-13. I mean, they're going to come up with a plot reason for doing it, but it's just because it's PG-13. But then they killed people later. So I was kind of like, all right. But then we find out it's because somebody had challenged the guy to take over the mint without spilling a drop of blood. So that was his way of doing it or something like that, without killing anybody. He, he was challenged? Yeah, he said something like this, like, you said I couldn't take this place over without killing anybody. Oh, I just thought it was because he was 
those were his people that he knew. Oh, I don't know. He makes because that. Because he was a traitor. It could have been. He makes that comment, though. Yeah. So I, he, I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he pulls the. Which, you know, I'm not, I'm not fluent on tranquilizer darts. They, um, they immediately work. Like as, immediately. As, as soon as it touches mm-hmm. your skin. You're down. You're out cold. Yep. And, Every it movie. and it doesn't matter where you get shot or yeah. through your bulletproof vest that you're wearing. Right. You're, you're down. Yeah. It immediately just shuts shuts the nerves down, yeah. and that's uh, yeah. <laughs> they all can't be realistic depictions like old school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was one star for me. It sucks. It's not funny. It's a early '90s throwback to some of those really, I don't know which one to call them, probably bad action movies that we loved as kids. But now that we're older, they're they're lame. I'm sure eight year old me would have thought this was like a really cool movie for for some reason or another. It's effectively Twister meets Hard Rain. If you've ever seen both of those, because you've got a meteorologist. Well, it's it's even it's not even Twister meets hard, it's Hard Rain to the next level, you know. Yes. So hard but rain. I only say Twister because you've got the guy who's a meteorologist trying to say no. that. And at one point, he throws up drones into the sky in the very beginning. Yeah, so Dorothy. I, yes. So I thought there was going to be more of that. Like only he knows what's happening to this hurricane. It's going to turn. Yeah, but the, yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, I don't even know why he put the drones up there. Yeah. Other than he knew it was going to be bigger than normal. It really didn't follow in that regard, like any of the cliches that normal movies follow where he's trying to get that message up to Washington so they can come down and drop a bomb on the hurricane to dissipate it or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, one star, like I said, uh, maybe would have given a half star bonus if I'd watched it on closed caption because the accent is really, really bad. But there's, I mean, if you're the kind of people like Carson and I that you get together with a group of friends and watch really bad movies to laugh at them, well, I'm not sure. I don't think this is one of them. I don't think so either. And I gave it a one as well. Like I could have given it a two or a two and a half if it were funny bad. Yeah. yeah but this isn't even really funny bad. There's only a couple scenes that you're like, what? Right. You know that that you could, yeah. you could point at and, laugh, and I think we've mentioned them all here. Yeah. It wasn't. You're right. It wasn't really more of the oh my god laughing. Did you see that? It was more of like the throw your hands up and just look around and be like, what is what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so bad. Again, I'm I'm a one. Acting terrible. Effects were bad. Effects were bad. Plot horrendous it just didn't make sense yep and uh yeah i i am glad to never watch this again <laughs> agreed all right that does it for this episode of two views movies be sure to check us out at twoviewsmovies.com follow us subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think and what you want to hear from us we'll catch you next time